0: And welcome to the Consistency Project, the first episode of the Consistency Project with EC Sankowski. My name is Patrick Cummings. Uh, and every week, I'll have the distinct pleasure of presenting EC with one of your questions on subject matters that are going to range from nutrition, fitness, to the choices we can all make to live a healthier, more functional life. By exploring both those principles at play and the tactics worth carrying out as a result, our aim is to get you thinking, to get you moving, and to get us all taking more consistent action toward optimizing our well being. How are you doing, Ec?
1: I'm awesome. First episode.
0: Yeah. Before we get into it, let's um let's talk real quick about why a podcast. What do you um What are you thinking about? What are you excited about? What are your, um What are what are our near term uh, goals for this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think what my message has been pretty consistent in social media is just this notion of really hammering the basics really well. And I think what we find in our overall nation's health is we're we've totally missed that. You know, we're worried about all these specifics when you know, 80% of people aren't eating enough fruits and vegetables, 70% of people are overweight or obese, we're not sleeping enough, we're not exercising enough. And it's just like, hey, let's not focus on all this other stuff. Let's come back to the basics. And what's interesting is so many concerns that we have that are a little bit more high level, do actually tend to go better when we first focus on the basics. So I just wanted this to be a platform that really expands on some of those ideas that I talk about in social media, which you can't always capture with one picture and a caption,
0: right, right, you can try, you do a good job trying, though. Oh man, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um here's what we're going to do. Every episode we're going to tackle one question. We're going to let you kind of get um do a deep dive on um one listener's question, see if we can kind of look at it from every angle. Um, both to figure out what it is uh, folks should know um, in terms of what kind of information, what kind of context they need, and then what kind of actions they can take uh, as a result of understanding understanding this thing a little bit better. Um, and so to today's question, we're going to talk about detoxes. And the question is, I've got friends who have who've done all sorts of detoxes, cleanses, fasting, and juice-only diets to try to clean out the system. Is that something you recommend people do to jumpstart a recommitment to healthier eating? And so where would you begin with that question? What is the, maybe what's like the 30,000 foot answer to is, is this idea of a a juice cleanse, a cleanse, a, 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 um, a fast, whatever a detox, is that even something that you recommend at all?
1: Yeah. I mean, a 30,000 foot view is no, (laughs) you know, that's going to be the, the short answer and Hey, skip it, try something else. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think we first have to kind of understand what we mean when we say, say detox. I think it's just this, this notion of, you know, kind of like cleaning up your house or some sort of, you know, cleaning out your car. Like it's a quick sort of clean. Yeah. You know, when we're talking about detoxification, um, we're talking about the body to process what are known as xenobiotics. So any sort of foreign substance that doesn't have a health-promoting property to it. This could be antibiotics. I mean, you could say that could be health-promoting in the sense of, you know, uh, some sort of infection, but antibiotics or other pharmaceuticals, um, environmental pollutants. But then we also actually have to detoxify some endogenous compounds, or that means within our own body, things like our steroid hormones, like testosterone and estrogen. You can't just have excess estrogen produced. Um, And so this is what the body is trying to do. It's trying to break these chemicals down and then Eliminate them. Um, and so it's first understanding that that's what's going on. And there's really three big things that I, I would want someone to understand about this detoxification process. The first is, um, it's not something that we start and stop it's not something that we're like, ah, I want to go on a juice cleanse. You know, today's the day I'm starting and now my body will detoxify. Mm -hmm. I mean, thankfully our body is already already doing this constantly and quite well. You know, it's primarily through the liver, but a lot of different organs have this kidney, you know, included. And this is why we do things like urinate. (laughs) You know, we go to the bathroom. These are big sources of elimination. This is what's happening all the time anyway. And so I'd want people to think about detoxification as something that's just constant. And yes, we have some influence over it, but it's not like I'm doing a juice cleanse and therefore I am detoxifying. It's
0: mm-hmm. not an on-off switch. Mm-hmm. Um, why is it that you think an idea like this has taken hold? Because obviously it has. I mean, I, I think it's hard to not kind of stumble into, well, again, juice cleanses, detoxes, whatever. What is it that people think it's doing that um, that maybe they're mistaken about or that that isn't actually happening or that there's a better way to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think some of it is, is that, that they think that they need these specific periods. Now that does sort of lead into the second concept that I kind of wanted to touch on with detoxification. And that is like, what is actually necessary with detoxification? You know, I think people and, and marketing have made us to believe that you actually need nothing or these juice fasts or these water fasts close to nothing to detoxify. But what your body actually uses to detoxify are a lot of different nutrients, including amino acids from proteins, including lots of different vitamins and minerals. Um, And so I think some of the marketing that's around fasting and detoxification pushes people to think that they actually need nothing or almost nothing Mm. when really detoxification is gonna be optimized with high quality ingredients. Now, I did want to bring up kind of an interesting thought there and why there's some half truth with this kind of marketing claims is if you take someone who has a standard American diet, (laughs) not really a ton of, uh, you know, vitamins and minerals and maybe even low on the protein, and you switch them to a juice fast that has, I don't know, a good amount of vitamins and minerals, it might actually be better from a detoxification standpoint from where they were. But it's not necessarily an ideal form of detoxification. You're not really supplying that process.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's something you talk about a lot, which is, um, I, and I mean, you kind of alluded to it at the start, but this this overemphasis on, I don't know what it is, but like specificity or or tactics when the foundation is leaky, <laughs> right? Is that what we're yeah. talking about here? Or is that what you're kind of talking about there, which is that um, an improvement from crap is still an improvement, it might just not be the the greatest approach, right?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, and we have to recognize that with diets. And that's something I talk about a lot that just because you've made an improvement doesn't mean we're at ideal. And the same thing is true with detoxification, you know, like people might start drinking lemon juice, and they get their vitamin C, which is great. And you need that for detoxification. But that's a small part of the overall process of detoxification. And so it's, it's really taking kind of this bigger view and realizing that it's never one thing, which is a concept and a principle I talk about a lot, and that we really need a whole host of things to uh, to operate optimally.
0: Mm-hmm. And one of those things I imagine is uh, consistency, <laughs> since this is what we talk about <laughs> a lot here, what well, we're going to talk a lot about a lot here. But that just that idea that like, yeah, it's not a ten day thing, right? It's it's actually what what do you need to do over the course of years and 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 your life, right?
1: Totally, totally. I mean, you know, that's one of the big problems about the ten day stuff, the seven day fast or whatever. It's like, well what happens after seven days? I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's a very hopefully small blip in your life for most people, you know, when you think about these fasts, it's like that's not gonna have any significant impact on your health, a seven day thing. And and so let's set up the system in a way that will and it's gonna be all these small gains across as many days as possible as we can in your life. The other thing that I wanted to kind of just touch on with this detoxification process is how complicated and intricate it is. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we hear these things about like detoxification. It's like, oh, the body gets rid of chemicals. And it's like, yeah, in a multi-step process with a bunch of different compounds that are needed, all have genetic influence that are gonna be different from me to you, that are also influenced by other medications that are taking, that are also influenced by my diet. (laughs) You know, what compound are we detoxifying? What was your environmental exposure? And so it's this idea that like we can talk about detoxification, we can talk about going to have your lemon juice water, but like is that actually doing anything for what you your detoxification problem is? Mm. And, and probably getting to that level of specificity, no, because we just don't know enough about the system yet. I mean, we're still learning how different foods and nutrients can alter this system. Um, and just as a quick example to help people kind of understand this, I think caffeine sensitivity is a great example. You know, you probably know the person, not me, who can <laughs> have a cup of coffee at 9pm and still sleep. Yep. They have a fast detoxification system for caffeine. Mm. They're able to break it down very quickly so they don't even feel the effects. Then we have those people who uh, let's say they can't have ca- caffeine after noon. That's more like me. Yep. And then there's people who are very sensitive to it. And that shows the range just for caffeine, right? But now let's take that complicated system and apply it to every different compound we're detoxifying, um, you know, combined with other medications, combined with your environmental exposure alone. And you see that the system isn't just like, should I drink more lemon juice? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, what's interesting about that is is there's, there's an interesting tension anyways in, in this conversation about simplifying or simplification, because it's something that you do really well and you talk about a lot and really effectively is bringing things back to basics, simplifying it so that you can actually figure out what to do. But what I'm hearing is like, yeah, but you can go too simple. You can be overly or, you know, too overly simplistic, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And that's just, that's interesting to me that there's places where simplicity is the right answer and there's places where simplicity is a marketing trick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that point. And I think it, you know, we can take the concept of eating mostly whole foods, right? That's something I say all the time and it's a very simple concept. But one of the reasons why that's so powerful or like eat a diverse array of whole foods, right? Yep. Is that we're, by saying that, we're incorporating so many nutrients. <laughs> so it's ultimately not that simple. Mm. It's when we get so reductionist to think about one nutrient in that combination right. is when we, now we've gotten too simple. And so that's where like, I think sometimes people think these things of like exercise and like sleep and, you know, eat a diverse array of whole foods are too simple, but they're actually attacking, you know, multi-nutrients, multi-system functions. And therefore they're actually not that simple in their effect.
0: Mm, Love that. Okay. So we've got a good sense of, um, I think why, a fast, a juice cleanse a detox, uh, maybe doesn't work or at least doesn't work in the, in, the, in the uh, to the degree that which that people hope, what would you say to folks who, um, like what, what are the next steps? What are, what would you say to folks who, um, you want to still help in that direction, but like, but in a, in an effective means, what, what where, where do they go from here?
1: Yeah, I I always try to encourage people to start on the sustainable route, (laughs) you know, instead of jumping down the seven-day fast or the 10-day fast, it's like one of the things I always like to ask people is, what did you have for breakfast? It really could be any meal, but let's just focus on what you ate last. Let's see if there's any improvements we can have there. And can we make improvements in that over time? Because the way that I see these, you know, resets and fasts, it's it's almost like wasted time Hmm. because you've now spent 10 days doing a practice that you actually know in your heart, you're not going to continue for very long. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like, I don't know if you really want to get muscle ups, it's spending 10 days on your running, you know, form. (laughs) It's like, why don't you go, go work on the muscle up? And so I would say the same thing about nutrition. It's like all of these extreme choices. Hey, why don't we just take that time and make something that's actually going to stick with you and, and work on that habit. So I do try to force people kind of back to the sustainable route and then, the caveat there, though, is always sometimes when people learn something isn't sustainable, it's still worth it. So mm-hmm. even if they're so dead set on this seven day, whatever, and at the end of seven days, they're like, well, that did nothing. Well, I was like, OK, well, good. We don't have to deal with that concept anymore. Mm. So, you know, sometimes it's like if they're really set on it, it's like, all right, do it, you know, <laughs> and yeah. then I'll, I'll, I'll see you in seven days. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. What is it that you think? Um, why are they so attractive? Right. We can we can blame marketing. We can do whatever. But like there's got to be something in there about a seven day or 10 day thing that is attractive to folks who do say yes to that. Do you have any sense of what it is, what that might be and what maybe we could replace that with or, or how you would talk to them about uh, understanding that you're aiming for this, but actually you're not hitting that?
1: Yeah, I I think the concept of forever is really hard to latch onto. I think it's hard. (laughs) I think it's hard to mentally get your head around like, Oh, this is it forever, you know? And that's sort of what my message is in nutrition. Now, I certainly don't think that you know fruits and vegetables and sleep are gonna cure everything, but I think it's a foundation that we have to operate from forever. And so when people hear seven days, 10 days, they, they can get their mind around, well, I can do this for seven days. Mm-hmm. I can do this for 10 days. Like, yeah, I can do this. But when you say, this is what you have to do for the rest of your life, it's like, oh gosh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right? So I think there's a little bit of that, that mental pushback um, or at least mental buy-in with the shorter duration stuff. Um, how do I convince people? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's only after frustration they're willing to try or the fact that I can speak to some of the physiology that maybe is convincing or, you know, maybe they're just ready for something new. But, yeah, I think it's just a constant message. And if I could find any parallel in their life, you know, most people, I think, view nutrition a little bit differently than a lot of other pursuits. But when you talk about being successful in your career or, I don't know, parenting, it's like yeah. patience and long-term game, right? right, right. <laughs> so find something else that has this like day in, day out where you have to show up. And it's, guess what? It's the same thing with nutrition.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that that pops into my head when talking about this idea of cleanses and detox is something like uh, like a Whole30 type um diet or 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 um experience and it's something that I've done once or twice the the idea the basic idea being kind of strip strip everything away except w- you know what they deem to be the the kind of essential nutrients and foods and then once you kind of get everything you know quote unquote out of your system you can then start to slowly reintroduce you know something like dairy or or whatever it is that you thought might be an issue um so that you can see like okay how do you actually respond to this foods and how do you feel after you have a piece of bread now that you've kind of cleaned yourself out a little bit is like, is that a detox? Is that a reset? Is that something different? Like, where do you, where do you draw the line of one versus the other? And I don't want to pick on whole 30 or say that's the only, certainly the only version of this that is out there, but it is probably the only one that I've tried. Um, and so curious what your take is on that. Is that a detox? Is that a reset or is that something, um, kind of like we talked about before. Is that something that appears simple but is actually rather complex when you get kind of into it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the Whole30 isn't quite the classic detox cleanse, right? I mean, first of all, they recommend a a range of whole foods, including protein, right? So they're with the Whole30, you can get a lot more nutrients to do detoxification optimally. So if it was kind of on a scale of like detoxification things like cleanses would be at one end, and Whole30 is getting a lot closer to optimal, you know? That being said, um, you know, I think the Whole30 has helped millions of people, which is awesome. I also don't agree with all of the eliminations on a physiological basis. I also don't think they're necessary. Um, And so when we're looking at this idea of elimination, that can be a very, very powerful way um, for people to address nutrition, not just from a physiological basis, but also a uh, psychological basis. But I actually don't recommend it much, largely because Mm. of that strict elimination protocol. Um, You know, let me tell you how to get people to quit something in nutrition. Tell them they can't have something they want. (laughs) Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of realism lost there. Now I've done times when I do no sugar or I've done times when I do no alcohol, no caffeine, you know, so I can really understand that it's a fact, but I only recommend that to people that are a little bit further along in their nutrition journey, where we've built up some momentum, where we've built up some consistency with just the basics of whole food um, before we get to these kind of strict eliminations so that they have the motivation and the kind of self-awareness to stick with it versus somebody going from standard American to whole 30, I would say it's a pretty tough transition. And I don't know that it's really necessary, right? In fact, there's there's foods they eliminate that I don't agree with at all. Like I think beans are great. Keep them in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and actually can help with detoxification from a mm. you know, from a fiber perspective even we could argue.
0: You mentioned earlier um well, well one that uh, our body our, our bodies are always detoxifying. That's part of the process of what's happening. Um is there value in and is it even possible to ramp up that detoxification process? Like, is there a reason why I would want to do that at some point? And if so, are there other ways to um, enhance, speed up, uh, amplify the process of detoxification in some way?
1: Yeah, I mean, you definitely can help the process by having adequate protein and a diverse array of fruits and vegetables. You know, that's Detoxification is one of the many reasons why I recommend, you know, 800 gram challenge and lazy macros as a basis, right? Mm -hmm. There's so many systems that adequate protein and uh, lots of fruits and veggies can address, and detoxification is one of them. So, somebody who doesn't have adequate protein and adequate fruits and veggies each day, that's a way to, quote, ramp up to a more optimal detoxification. Now, you know, we also have to remember that there are going to be cases of people who truly have um, environmental exposures, whether or not it was lead pain exposure or some job they worked in a mine or something like that, where they might actually have to go through a process of detoxification. But I, th- I think that's a little bit outside the scope of here. Like I'm talking about, you know, yeah. people living normal lives, thinking that they need to like ramp up their detoxification system any more than just eating a better diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. or And exercising too. I mean, that's that's something else to really hit on. So, you know, you can store um, chemicals and fat. And so that's another reason why exercise and maintaining a healthy weight is actually part of detoxification. You, if you don't have excess fat stores, you know, within reasons of health, you're not storing an excess load of these contaminants. And so that's why weight loss can also be a detoxification, but that doesn't mean that we, you know, ramp it up in a 10 day thing. That's like, okay, we're committing to exercise forever (laughs) and we'll lose weight gradually in a sustainable way.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, uh, As we wrap up, is there anything else about detox cleanses worth talking about, worth pointing out, worth bringing up uh, before we wrap up?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, Oh man, the marketing marketing around this stuff really gets to me. I think just be aware of the half truths. You know, if anything has, mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep picking on vitamin C, but if anything has vitamin C in it, they can call it's an anti-inflammatory. They can call it, you know, uh, a detoxification system. And so it's like, okay, that's true. It's part of those processes, but it's not really the end all be all. And so you know, it's kind of the classic phrase, if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And it's true mm-hmm. with detoxification, right? Like, if you think that you're going to do this in seven days with one type of juice, it's probably gotten a little too simple.
0: Mm. Yeah, got it. Okay, so this is an experiment. We are, uh, we are planning to do a handful of these episodes. Where is the or how or, or what's the best way to reach out to you to, to, let us know what, uh, what folks think, um, give us some feedback, give us some ideas. Uh, where's the best place to reach you?
1: Yeah, definitely. Any of the social media, um, active on Instagram and Facebook, mostly optimize me nutrition. And then they can always just email info at optimizedme nutrition.com with comments or even just comments on wherever this is posted. Anything is helpful.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. You see, we'll see everybody next week.
1: Thanks. Hi all, EC here. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the show. Thank you as well for all the support, for the five-star ratings and the reviews, and for telling your friends or family about the podcast. That really does help the podcast grow. And if you want to get the most recent info from me and be up to date on all of my content, the best place for that is my email list. So you can subscribe at optimizeme slash email I send out emails weekly-ish, <laughs> and that's also the best place to get your question in the queue for Quick Bites episodes. So again, that's optimizemenutrition.com slash email, and there's also a link in the show notes.